brief word, and it wasn't going to be brief, but now it is, um, because Jesus took over, and, and we praise God for that. So, <clears throat> there's something very simple that the Lord wants us to, to share in and to hear together this morning. We've been in a series called Strong for a while now, and the whole premise of this series is that um, God did not, um, really funny, I said series, and my iPad heard Siri, and started asking me what I wanted. Okay, um, in this uh, time that we've had talking about strong, what I think that the Lord really wants us to understand is this, is that Jesus didn't establish through his death and resurrection a, a body of believers that were meant to be um, stagnant, um, weak, um, burdened, but that you were meant to live a life of abundance. You were meant to live a life that is symbolic of being set free. And as you step into that life, that God wants to do more things through you than you could possibly dare to imagine. I heard someone describing um, eternity this week. I really wish I could remember exactly the quote. I'm going to butcher it. But here's the premise of the quote. <clears throat> Eternity is not, I'm going to, I'll find it. We'll keep going. And I'm going to try to multitask here. Um, <clears throat> but the, the whole idea is this, is that at the, at the edge of your thinking, at the, like how you could possibly dare to imagine that God wants to use you, how he wants to use you is beyond that. The life that you're meant to live, okay, is, is not limited by your thinking because it has nothing to do with what you think. It has everything to do with what God thinks about you and how he dreams about your life. And so over these weeks of Strong, we've been looking at the story of how God worked through the nation of Israel through the leader Joshua. In the first week, we looked at how Greater growth requires or faces greater fears and greater sacrifices. That where you are now in your relationship with the Lord is essentially how you have worked through various fears and sacrifices. You've, you've gained courage. You, you've given over areas of your life to be where you are right now in your relationship with Jesus. And that's amazing. And yet if we understand this truth that God actually, it's not, this is the capacity of how you think or what you think God has for you, but it's actually what he thinks, which is beyond our capacity, then there is more for you to experience in this life. Praise God for where he's brought you. But God is not a God of the past. He's a God of the present. He's a God of the future. And we look to the past, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. We look to the past, and we learn from it, and we remember it. A lot of times we even celebrate it. But those things inform where we are yet to go. They've prepared us for where we are yet to go. Second week we looked at how greater growth faces greater risks. And that all of us are the sum of the risks that we either took or didn't take. Just think about that for a second. Many of us can look back and go, if I only... Me too. 
oh, if I'd only listened to Margot more. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, Lordy, Lordy. Okay. If only. But then the sum, and then think about the times in life where you took a huge risk and, and, and God provided breakthrough. You took a risk and, and, and you stood in, in a place where maybe <clears throat> no one else believed in what you were doing. No one else saw what you saw. No one else believed that you were capable of doing it. And thank God that somehow he allowed you to step to that risk. And you came out on the other side and you experienced tremendous blessing and favor from the God. Third week. We looked at how greater growth requires that leaders grow first. This was two weeks ago. Church, I want you to understand something. We, we talked about this two weeks ago. Every single one of us likes church how it was when we first attended. Just think about this, okay? The reason you came back was because you liked what you experienced. Amen? Or you think, I'll give it one more shot. You know, but you like something enough that you came back. The nature of Jesus' church, his body, okay? His body is meant to be this body that is ever-expanding. The body of Christ is meant to be a body that grows and is strengthened, is built up. How do we know this? Let's turn real quick. Ephesians 4. We'll come back to Joshua. Ephesians 4. actually went to Ephesians. So Galatians 4 doesn't sound like Ephesians 4. In verse 11, he says, and he, he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry What's the next part say? Edifying the body, building up the body, okay? Building up the body, edifying the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith. And we really blast through a word on this one, okay? So I just want you to hear this really quick, okay? It says, verse 13, until we, who? All. All. Pastor of the church that that I uh, was on staff before um, he used to say this, and it's not a not a new phrase, but he would say all the time, "All means all," and that's all all means. Okay, and and a very true statement. All is not exclusive of anyone. It's not exclusive of anyone. We when we went through the study, we went literally. Section by section through the entire book of the letter to the, the church in Ephesus, the book of Ephesians. And we recognize that literally there is not a single statement in all of Ephesians when, when it is written you, 
okay? There is not one time in the entire letter to the church in Ephesus where the word you is singular. That in the Greek, as this is written, you was always plural. You all, y'all, yuns, right? Like, and so we see this and we understand that, that we, look, are, are, are we all, is this all, okay, and, this, by the way, I'm, I'm not trying to create guilt here, okay? Holy Spirit brings guilt. I'm just going to impart some truth. You do with it as God will have you to do with it, okay? Should this chair contain all? Should this chair be a part of all? How about this one? How about those four? Those next four? Those next three? Hi, Joe. How about these ones over here? How about the chair stacked against the wall? Do you hear what I'm saying? We can get so caught up. You guys can turn back to, to Joshua 4. You guys can, we can get so caught up in thinking that this is all that there is. But when we talked two weeks ago about how greater growth requires that leaders grow first, listen, you are, you are receiving an invitation right now. I'm, I'm handing it to you right now. You are invited to be the core of what is yet to grow at 1010. And if you will accept the call to be a part of the core of what is going to grow around you, like the core of an apple, you will get to see God do great things. But greater growth requires that leaders grow first. It's why in the book of Joshua, when they were going to travel around the city, who stepped into the water first when they were going to cross over the Jordan? Who stepped into the water first? The leaders did. And when they did that, this is what we, what we learned, right? God makes a way, right? God speaks. Leaders go first, and then God makes a way for everyone. God speaks. Leaders go first. And God makes a way for everyone. Now, if you will accept that, then this next very brief truth that I have for you will make a whole lot of sense. But if you still view yourself as not enough, Broken goods. Disqualified. Less than. If you are still seeing yourself in that, this message is going to be difficult for you. We spent a lot of time here pointing out just exactly how much God loves you, and as best as we can point it out, we're, we're, we're just scratching the surface of God's love. He loves you so very much. And that kind of love, okay, um, Scripture tells us that w- what's the action of love over sin? That love covers a 
multitude of sins. I've seen this work out. Keep using Margot in his example this morning, but it's true, right? Like we see it and we notice it in relationships. It doesn't have to be a marriage relationship. It can be a friendship. It can be a workplace and, you know, friendship or whatever. Love covers a multitude of sins. When I choose to love someone, when I choose to exhibit love towards another who's offended me or faulted me in some way, it covers it over. Love covers it over. So if I, if I have the capacity to do that for another, you know, Ben does something and it, and it irritates the fool out of me, right? Today. <laughs> Not today. But <laughs> let's say that, that happens, right? When I choose to view Ben through the eyes of love, what happens? His actions have no power in our relationship. It, it covers it. Now, if, if I can do that with Ben, and I have, and I love you, forever friends, man. Imagine the magnitude of God's love over your life. If, if God's given me that capacity to do that, imagine multiplying by some, like, extreme factor how much God loves you and how much his love is just looking for ways to keep you in great relationship. Jesus sent perfect life, perfect sacrifice, dies, resurrected. The gospel comes alive. He establishes his church and says, you are now my people. If you will follow me, if you will, if you will proclaim with your lips and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Church, if you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, if you have made him Lord, if you are looking to go new and deeper levels in your relationship with Jesus, you are forgiven. You're not broken. You're new. You're not less than. You're a child of God. You're not disqualified. Because it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with who Jesus says you are and who the Holy Spirit seals that you are. You are leaders. There is somebody in every person's life that you are meant to be an influence and to lead. It might be children. It might be grandchildren. It might be a neighbor. Whatever it may be, you are called to lead. You are called to have influence. And I want you to just, even if you can't fully embrace it yet, okay, just, just give it a little hug right now, okay? Let's just hold on to it just a little bit for just a second. And now let's look at this. This is Joshua chapter 6. Chapter 6. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside. I'm reading out of the ESV, by the way. Was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. No one went out. No one came in because they were afraid. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus you shall do for six days. Seven priests bear 
seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people will shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city will fall down flat. And the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward, march around the city, and let the armed men pass on before the Ark of the Lord. 10.10. As I read this this week, and last week actually, because I was ahead on my schedule because we had a wonderful vacation. Thank you for allowing us that time off as a family. It was a lot of fun. So thank you. We are blessed by you. <clears throat> I am captivated by these words. Go forth. Go forward. Forward. Forth. Move. I love it. And here's why. Verse 8. And just as... Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumps of ram's horns before the Lord went forward, blowing the trumpets with the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord following them. The armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets, so the rear guard was walking after the Ark, while the trumpets blew continually. But Joshua commanded the people, you shall not shout or make your voice heard, neither shall any word go out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. So he caused the ark of the Lord to circle the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. They continued to do this, day in, day out, silent. Just, just put yourself in the story for a minute. How creepy is this? Like, if, if, you're, if you're in the city of Jericho, right? These giant walls. Gates shut, no one's supposed to go in, no one's supposed to go up. But you better believe as many people as possible are looking over this wall. What are they going to do? What's going to happen? you got to remember, the nation of Israel, this wasn't like this, like a few thousand people. Right? I just want you to fathom what it would be like if in complete silence, other than trumpets, like a million people started circling the city of York. Just think about this for a minute. They just, and they just kept walking around it. And then they go back and they camp for a day. Come back. Circle the city. Silence. Go back to their camp. Six days. I'm just telling you right now, if a million people circled the city of York for six days without saying anything, I would be so freaked out. I would. I'd be like, I, I can't stand the tension of this anymore. What are they going to do? What is going on? Say something, right? It would really, it would, it would unnerve me. Now think about this. On the seventh day, same group of people gets up, and a million people, it would take, by the way, the city of Jericho was quite large. To march around it seven times with a million people, first of all, if a million people were to march around, let's just say York County, it would come awfully close. If they were single file, I was, I was figuring out some math this week. 
if they were to march single file, it would almost be a continuous circle. And so you take the city of Jericho. There's no break. It's not like this group of people in a huddle walking around the city, right? No, it's, it's a consistent, constant circle of people, and it's not single file. There are, there, are, there are a few people wide on this one, and they're just marching. Seven times. Now, you, by six days, you're, you're weirded out, but you're used to, like, okay, they're going to do this again. I don't know when that's going to stop. I don't know what they're going to do. But they get done with the first lap, and they keep going. And you're like, oh, snap. It's going to happen, right? Two times. Three times. Four times. Are you imagining this yet? Okay. Okay. On the seventh day, they rose early. This is verse 15. At the dawn of day, and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But you, keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction. Lest when you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction and bring trouble upon it. But all the silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They go into the treasury. So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat. Here's what I believe that the Lord wants you to hear this morning. Greater growth requires great obedience. Greater growth requires great obedience. It's become kind of trendy in our culture, church culture, to say radical obedience. I hate that phrase. When did it become radical to be obedient to God? I've got, got a laugh from the, from the nosebleeds. Seriously, think about this. Why is it radical obedience? Why is it not just simple obedience? It's the one thing that's asked of us. It's the one thing. Every time Jesus healed somebody, Every time he'd go in, he would say, you're healed. Now go and what? Sin no more. I've set you free. Now remain in me so that you remain free, essentially, is the message. If you want to step, oh, thank you, Jesus. If you want to step outside of, of God's obedience, then you can't blame God when things go wrong in your life. You can't. I can't. So it, if things aren't going well for you, it's just a simple math thing. If you add disobedience to your life, discord will be added. 
if you subtract disobedience from your life, favor and blessing will be added. It's really simple. Does God always love you? Yes, absolutely. We're not talking about a message of condemnation here. We're just talking about a simple love relationship. It's a a simple love relationship. Jesus loves you. Jesus heals you. Jesus sets you free. Jesus holds you. He gives you his Holy Spirit. He sets you in his church among fellowship of the saints, and he blesses you with every spiritual blessing and gives you power and strength to live for him and to change the world around you according to his name, and all that he asks is that you're just all his. It doesn't really sound like a bad deal, but I know how it can be. Do you think that every Israelite, just think about this for a minute. Do you think every Israelite was on board with this plan? No. Do you think every Israelite was like, man, I can't wait to march around this city. And I can't wait to do it tomorrow. And then, oh, seriously, seven times in one day? Look, you know how we are. It's human nature, right? But they chose obedience. And can, can we just be honest with each other this morning? S- sometimes, I, I get it. Sometimes you just, sometimes you, you, you just know you should do something. Sometimes you just know you should forgive someone. Sometimes you just know that you should just take that step of faith or that you should move into something or you shouldn't eat that, you shouldn't watch that. In our culture gets this really mixed up message. Well, the Christian life, well, they really, what they really say is religion, and it's like, well, yeah, religion's kind of awful compared to this relationship with Jesus. And we, and we get caught up in this, and, and the world will say, well, your religion is just a bunch of rules. God just wants to ruin my life, just wants to control my life. Like, yeah. I'm, can we be honest about this? Why wouldn't God want to ruin the life that was former? Why would he not want to put to death the things that were keeping you from him. Why why wouldn't he want to do those things? Of course he does. And so when we have that conviction in us that says, don't watch that, don't say that, When, when that thing happens, do you understand those are words of life being spoken into you? Words of life, not destruction. It's not limiting you. It's freeing you. Thanks, love. You guys are allowed to talk back, by the way. It's okay. Greater growth requires great obedience. Here's how I know this. I went back and watched a message from last. How many of you were here last Sunday? Uh huh. How many of you played hooky? Because I wasn't here. <laughs> okay. You thought about it? You punk. 
check this out. <laughs> so I listened to the message, and this is what I, I heard. I heard Tyler tell you, you know, Dave has this, this regional call. It's true. It, it's true. It doesn't mean, by, but I, I love you. I love you. I love what God does in this place among you. I, I love everything that is in our future. I'm excited about that. I have a lot of hope about that. I hope that you do too. But I heard him say that I have a heart of, a, of an evangelist. And I'm constantly telling you guys to go out, go reach people, that I want this church to be built by those who come to faith in Christ, the lost and found. Sure isn't bad. It's kind of what Jesus called us to, right? Go into all the world, make disciples, teaching them to obey you. Yeah, it's kind of our call. So anyway, I say that to say that, that I understand that you hear me say this a lot. When you hear me say your life is meant for others, like your salvation is not actually your own, it's, it's for the life of the world. And, and you hear me say things like this, and, and then I'll say them again, and you're like, yeah, I know. And I can't wait for the day. I can't wait for the day when you own it for yourself and you step out and you speak words of life to someone who is far from God and you see their life changed by the life that you live before them and by your speech. And when that happens, 10-10, listen to me. When that happens, your Christian life will never be the same. Never. What I speak to you is not meant for your destruction. It's not meant to make you miserable or uncomfortable in life. There's nothing that I want from you. There's just a whole lot of things I want for you. Greater growth requires great obedience. And great obedience gives birth to greater growth. This week, I have a challenge for you. You guys okay being challenged? Here's the best part about it. You can, you can not step up to the challenge. And guess what? Nothing about your life will change. This week will be like last week, most likely. Or you could step into this challenge. Here's the challenge. We've talked about this before. I want to give you a phrase, okay? If you guys are writing things down, write down this phrase. Third place wins. Third place wins. Every single one of you, for the most part, you have two places that you go every single day. You either go to work or you go to school. And you go home, right? Those are your two places, work or school, home. Place one, home. Place two, work or school. And then you have all the third places that you go. All the third places. It's, it's the grocery store. It's the hive. Y'all don't know about the hive, by the way. This is Tammy and Dean. You should talk to them. They have this awesome, um, this awesome cafe. 
and you should go check it out. So talk to them about that. Find out where it is and, and go visit. It's a really cool place. I wish I didn't live in Redline sometimes just so that it wasn't like 40 minutes to get there. Exactly. It's, I wouldn't have to bring my Starbucks. She loves making fun of me about my Starbucks cup. Um, but it's, it's the grocery store. It's the ball field. It's the gas station. It's all those third places that you go to. And this week, this is your challenge. When you're in that third place, this is why it's the place of winning. When you're in that third place, God has already surrounded you with people who are far from God. You don't have to add anything to your life. Check this out. This, congratulations on this. Okay? Evangelism is not additional. It's not additional. Just use where you're already going and then check this out. I want you to find an opportunity to speak words of life and blessing, the name of God, to somebody. Somebody. A lot of you are looking at me like, oh, man, can I get like an option two challenge? I promise you, it's going to feel like the most awful thing for about this long. And you're going to open your mouth, and then it's not even up to you anymore. <laughs> and you're just going to speak. Hey, I just, I was walking down the last aisle. I saw you, and we kind of met back up in this next aisle. And I just want to tell you, God loves you so much. He really loves you. Can I pray for you? I don't, I don't care what step you take. Just take a step this week. That's your challenge. In the third place, you will win. Third place for the win. Okay? Step into it. Speak life. Speak blessing. Speak the name of Jesus. And let God take care of the rest. Am I going to challenge you further? I am. Yay. <clears throat> but here's what I think. Worship team, if you guys want to come on up. Here's what I think. I think that if you say yes to this challenge, if you say yes to this challenge, you'll want to know what the next challenge is. It's true. I'm going to be praying for you this week. And, and I, I, hope, I hope that we become a church that's full of stories of how the love of God and the goodness of God carried over into your life as you stepped into obedience, embracing the truth that you're a leader in the kingdom of God. And as you step into great obedience... And you spread the message of God's love, speaking life and blessing into people who do not yet know how loved they are by God. I promise you, it will return to you. And you will discover new life, new and deeper levels in your relationship with Jesus. So let me pray for you now. So Jesus, we sometimes, God, we just, we recognize it's so easy to just kind of coast and 
and for most of the days of our lives, it kind of just feels pretty decent to coast. I understand that. But Father, we've been drawing a lot of truths out of your account, your, your work and your story with your servant Joshua. And I believe I understand and hear your heart well. You want us to be a fear-facing, sacrifice-making, risk-taking, leader-developing, obediently-following church. So would you just give us just enough courage? Lord, your word says that if we just had the faith the size of a mustard seed, we could tell that mountain to move, and it would. Would you give us just a glimpse of what that even means? As we step into obedience, I pray that you would bless the efforts of every person in this room that rises to the challenge. And they would... They would find the wind at their backs this week as they, as they choose to obey you in, in new and better ways and, and you just bless the socks off of them. And it starts with a simple yes. It starts with a yes. That is our word of obedience, Lord. And so thank you, Jesus, that you care so deeply about our lives to not leave us where we are, but to, to usher us in to more of your goodness, more of your presence, more of your calling in our lives. Awaken us. And may we find that the other side of this awakening is a life that we never dared to imagine we could have. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, if...